With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, September 5th, 2021. And thanks for joining us for the Walking Dead online viewing party here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media. And also thanks to Joan, who is one of our regulars in the chat room and always a very big help to me. Uh, getting information and trivia and keeping the conversation going. So thank you. Tonight's show, as always, contains spoilers up through the last episode and possible content from any current AMC official promo material. So if you're not up to date, we're not going to coddle you. Get with the program. All right. Typically, we start our show a half hour before the new episode airs live each week with recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m., we'll go dark or mute. We'll watch the new episode together and then rate the episode between 1 to 10, 1 being, oh, my God, get me out of here, make this stop, and 10 being absolute perfection, please more. And as well, we will give you commentary during the commercial breaks. We'll also give our listeners trivia on the show, as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. Our show is spoiler and comic-free, so please don't discuss either any spoilers you heard or saw on Facebook or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about what we know from the show that's presented to us. Okay, welcome to Season 11 Episode 3, the final season of The Walking Dead Classics. Finally, I have start dates for everything for you guys. This is a repeat of the last couple weeks, but there's a lot of material, and it helps us and our listeners try to keep up. Okay, here is the currently announced latest dirt on all the different franchises and so forth. This is what I know. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead Season 7 will premiere on Sunday, October 17th. This is a week after The Walking Dead Classic goes on, quote, mid-season hiatus. It doesn't have a mid-season because it's divided in three. Fear, in turn, 
We'll run the front eight episodes up to December 5th and go on break, as is usually tradition. There is a commitment to Fear of Season 8 in 2022, which I imagine will integrate somehow with the ending of Walking Dead Season 11 and World Beyond into the movies set up in the two new spinoffs, blah, blah, blah. World Beyond Season 2 is going to be woven in between the segue of Walking Dead and Fear. World Beyond will start running October 3rd and go to December 5th also. Assumably, we will have the older shows at 9. In other words, Walking Dead Classic and Fear will run at 9, and then World Beyond will run at 10 since they're concurrent each Sunday to make the schedule fit. Pardon me, I have a little tickle cough. No COVID, I promise. I actually got tested. Um, This is the same as Tales of the Walking Dead, but... And by the same, I mean this is going to sound a lot like the same basic premise, but it's sort of a side similar premise that's actually already over, but I'm letting you guys know it exists in case you want to check it out. I have not yet, and I actually have AMC+. Plus. I've just been super busy. But this is how they describe this project. The next offering from The Walking Dead world comes in the form of The Walking Dead colon Origins, which, as you might expect, delves into the backstories of existing characters. Beginning back on July 15th, The Walking Dead Origins is a limited series from current showrunner Angela Kang and will run for four episodes as an AMC Plus streaming exclusive. Each installment will focus on a single character, the lucky quartet consisting of Daryl Dixon, Maggie Ree, Negan, who we know as Negan Smith, uh, and Carol Pelletier. Um, Joan, if you want to look up some trivia for me, can you... See if there is any website that gives a definitive official pronunciation of Carol's last name. I always feel like I'm screwing it up, and this has been bothering me for a while. Um, If you don't find it, that's fine. But if you have time and the spoons and you can look that up, it would be appreciated. And I'm sure that Melissa McBride would appreciate it. Not that she listens to my show, I wish. Um, Anyway, according to the official description, The Walking Dead Origins will recount the zombie apocalypse from the perspective of a one-character incorporating that's worded very badly i i should take the a out i'm not sure if that came from me or an article but perspective of one character incorporating actor interviews and narration into each episode in other words it's going to be partly in character and partly out of character um now oh yeah that is a quote i'm not responsible for that weird grammar but i removed it okay so not quoting this is me talking i'm not sure why this series was even needed as these four have done most of their origin stories in Walking Dead already. You know, there may be some new material we didn't talk about. It's always fun to hear the actors talking because these are four really good actors that have a lot of cool stuff to say. So that's fine, but I'm kind of wondering why we didn't do origin stories for some of the other characters that never got one before, such as Ezekiel, for example. I want to hear about his time at the National Zoo in D.C. Just saying. All right, in 2022, there's a fourth series coming, the spinoff between uh, Carol and Daryl. Um, it does not have a title yet. In late 2022 or 23, there will be a fifth show, an episodic roadshow-style story. And by this, an episodic anthology, an example of that would be Star Trek, where there's a little cohesion, but it's not one giant story told in pieces. It's little vignettes that happen every week, and they're kind of connected-ish. Like, if someone's dead, they don't magically come back. But other than that, they're not really connected. That is what Tales of the Walking Dead is going to be like. There's no date set yet, 
other than we know roughly what year. Uh, next project, Dead in the Water, which is a fear mini prologue. Back in March 2021, rumors of a watery new Walking Dead project emerged. We haven't heard about it lately, but we did back then. Titled Dead in the Water, this digital exclusive uh, takes the undead underwater set during an outbreak on a nuclear submarine. Connecting directly to Fear the Walking Dead, said submarine recently appeared in Season 6 as part of Teddy's dastardly plan to bring about the end times, using the sub's nuclear-loaded missiles. Though fans already know the USS Pennsylvania ends up beached and commandeered by a cult leader, Dead in the Water will explain how it got there and what happened to all the dead crew members discovered by Morgan and Strand later in Season 6. Though there's no official release date at present, a script has been completed. In terms of cast, you'd expect Nick Stahl to return as Riley since Teddy's second-in-command was originally the vessel's weapons officer. Um, I mentioned this in Angela Kang's bio last week, but it's not here. So I'm going to actually type this at the end, if you don't mind, real quick, so I don't forget, because Angela Kang is not the writer this week, so it won't be in her bio. Um, Angela Kang whoops, wrote first episode. Okay, so what what this is, is Angela Kang has already completed the script for the first episode of Dead in the Water, even though we don't really know what's going on with that yet, but they've started on it. Just wanted you to know, and I don't want to lose track of that. Okay, uh, let me check the chat room. Um, oh, Joan is looking up stuff for me, how to pronounce Carol's name, so that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, Call in to speak with the host if you would like at 914-338-0314. You're free to call anytime tonight until we get to Talking Dead. But I especially encourage you between 8.30 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time because you're still welcome to call in during the live show. But if you do that, you're going to be screened and muted until the commercial break. So if you call now, we can chit-chat for a minute. Um, otherwise, I'm going to make you wait until the commercial and then we can chat on the air. Uh, the phone, if the phones are not your thing, you're a little too shy to do that, we have a live chat room where you can come and listen to the show real time as well as download this episode tonight after the fact. And the link is always put up uh, every week on our Facebook page and usually my Twitter and uh, usually sometimes my Facebook page if I remember. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can go to the link for each show after it's done, and it archives as an MP3. So you can either go to the website and listen, or you can download it and take it with you somewhere and listen. That's all fine. Um, so anyway, the link's been posted as usual. If you're unable to join us in real time this evening or any evening, you can still go to the link later and download that. So you go to the website, click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page, um, and you can also just hit play if you want to listen to it there, and you can download this in prior episodes on iTunes, although I've never tried to do it. I probably should at some point because <laughs> I keep telling you guys to go there and I don't know if anybody ever has. Uh, anyhow, tonight's episode is entitled Hunted. The official AMC synopsis is Maggie's mission team gets separated and hunted by the Reapers. Carol, Rosita, Magna, and Kelly attempt to catch horses for Alexandria. Judith, R.J., Herschel, and Gracie cope with their parents going away. And I, I think that was worded a little bit oddly. I mean, the parents are not going away, and, I mean, R.J.'s parents have gone away, but yet Gracie's have not, Herschel's has not, Judith's, well, Judith and R.J. are in the same boat. 
But it's just they're not all in the same situation with their parents being missing. I mean, some parents are just out looking for supplies, and some people are full on gone. So I thought that was kind of weird. So AMC, awkward turtle. I don't know what you're doing. All right. Additional synopses, I only have one for you tonight. Um, Comicbook.com, which is one of our favorite sources to go to for this stuff, especially because ever since AMC Plus has added this, you can see it a week in advance thing, a whole lot of the synopsis sites have become pregnant with spoilers, and I don't like that. Usually comicbook.com is tasteful enough not to ruin it when they post things, and this is why we use them. Okay, so this is, as usual with them, by Cameron Bolomono. Uh This was written August 30th, so he did see it ahead of time, but you know he's a reviewer, so I don't begrudge that. And it's called Reapers Hunt Magni, Maggie and Negan in the Walking Dead trailer, Hunted. The Reapers are on the hunt for Maggie and Negan in the first look at the next episode of The Walking Dead. When we see Maggie and Negan next in Hunted, uh, it's after the group gets separated on the road to Meridian. A detour to a hidden supply depot in Arbor Hills, and by the way, if you don't remember me saying so last week, that is completely fictitious for the show, and there's nothing wrong with that because I know this is not a documentary, but I am very particular about if you set something in an existing town or area and you use things from that place, you're using that place with the characteristics it has. Otherwise, there's no purpose. Otherwise, just invent something. Arbor Hills is completely made up and does not exist in D.C. I just wanted you guys to know that. It doesn't really hurt anything because it's a random location. But there are sometimes when it does matter, like the last couple of weeks they were shooting in the D.C. Metro. Eh, some of it doesn't quite look like the D.C. Metro. It looks just like random subways like New York. And, and D.C. is a different animal. The Metro is not really properly a subway in the way that it is in Manhattan. And it's not even really quite like Marta in Atlanta either. Um, anyhow, I just like if you're going to use things, then do them how they are, because that's the point of using them and naming them instead of making something up. So I've had my rant. A detour to a hidden supply depot in Arbor Hills, quote-unquote, <laughs> is interrupted by the sudden appearance of the ultra-deadly Reapers, the mass killers who followed Maggie and the Wardens home to Virginia in Season 10. If they hope to survive their mission to Meridian, and Joan, next project for you, if you get a moment, um, I've missed something in everything going on what exactly was meridian supposed to be is this the place that daryl's trying to chase or what was going on with that can you give me a refresh when you get a moment all right they hope to survive their mission to meridian negan and maggie must work together and trust each other or become the next victims of the reapers uh, not awkward at all okay next quote we know that the reapers came after maggie and that she'd tangled with them before Daryl was there, kind of seeing how dangerous they can be. Showrunner Angela Kang sat on The Walking Dead Season 11 preview special. That was the one I was trying to find, and I was going to have a week-early episode for you guys, but I couldn't locate it. Okay. Referring to a sniper attack on Maggie and Daryl in the Home Sweet Home episode of Season 10. Quote, I think there's a lot that will be revealed about the Reapers, and so I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but we know that they're incredibly formidable. You know, as always, the big high honchos at Walking Dead Classic, well, really all of them, uh, do not like to let anything out. No spoilers. 
which makes it a little tough to ask them anything meaningful about episodes that haven't aired. Um, quote, they are not people who are survivors that were like a teacher or a farmer or whatever and learn how to be tough, added Kang, revealing the Reapers. Quote, we're tough coming into the apocalypse. So they're a different sort of group than our people have ever tangled with before. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they were like, you know, wrestling people, sports people, military people. Hard to say. Um, the new villains and their shadowy leader, Pope, played by Richie Coster, are not from the comic books. Uh, that's okay to say. Just they're not analogous to anything in the comic books. Kang recently revealed every member of this tight-knit squad of killers is an incredibly brutal organized warrior. So I assume they're maybe paramilitary in some way. Uh, they haven't said. That's just my guess. Quote, these are the pinnacle of human killers. It's just a very formidable type of enemy to go up against. Kang teased at San Diego Comic-Con back in July. Quote, they don't rely on numbers and volume of people to fight against in order to kind of survive. So they're a tight-knit group, and they're really just formidable in a way that our characters don't often come across. And that is the rest of that additional synopsis. I'm going to see. Joan hasn't reported back yet, so I hope I didn't overload her. Um, I am just putting a question in the channel, what is Meridian, so we don't forget and lose track of that. You may be busy looking up the first thing I asked you, and I do appreciate that, so I don't want to overburden you with stuff. Okay, let's keep going. It is 8.47. We have a little time. So, Writers and Directors Profile tonight uh, is written by Vivian C., who has worked on the show before, and it's directed by Fred Toy, T-O-Y-E, who you have not heard of before. So, let's do some bios. Vivian C. should be familiar to you all. She is a San Francisco native, now based in New York City, minimalist style enthusiast, happily married, Mommy to Aid Chase, Zara addict, which I found out was a style thing, a you know fashion line. I actually sadly think that maybe the house that made uh, a certain ex-leader of this country's wife's jacket that had a very rude saying on the back of it, I think that may also be Zara, unfortunately. Um, but I don't think Vivian wears any of that. Anyway, she's obsessive about bags and shoes. She married her husband, Y, W-A-I, in September of 2016. And if anybody finds out I'm mispronouncing any of these names, please let me know. I am happy to adjust. Professionally, Vivian began her career working with Oscar-nominated producer Mark Gordon on a variety of films, including Emmy-nominated and starring Pancho Villa as himself, as well as with Julie Taymor on Golden Globe-nominated Across the Universe. Since 2003, Vivian has been miscellaneous crew for a few major films, Notably, The Day After Tomorrow and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. She, go, she moved on to produce for National Geographic and program for the Tribeca Film Festival. Her short film, Preamble, was awarded the Silver Lay Award at the Honolulu Film Festival in 2009. Her feature script, Joe Boy, was selected for the 2013 Nantucket Screenwriters Colony. In spring 2014, she participated in the POV Hackathon, with the Angola project. I'm not even really sure what that is, but it sounds like fun. It sort of doesn't really sound like film. It sounds like it should be hackers out in Las Vegas or something. Okay. Vivian was an executive story editor for all of season nine. She was a co-producer starting with season nine, episode one for 16 episodes over 2019 to 20. 
she's then been a full producer since the extension in season 10, uh, episode 17, up to now, for nine episodes, including tonight. Including tonight, she has written or co-written six episodes of Walking Dead, starting with Stradivarius, season 9, episode 7. Then Scars, season 9, episode 14. Morning Star, season 10, episode 11, which was co-written with Julia Ruckman. Julia Ruckman, pardon. What We Become, season 10, episode 13. And Splinter, season 10, episode 20, which was also co-written with Julia Ruckman. Tonight will be her first appearance on Talking Dead. So that's a little bit of a sneak peek of who's going to be on the couch later. Let's check back in with Joan. Joan has some notes. Um, Joan says, I see what you mean about Carol's last name, which might be why it took her a while to get back to me. In episode four of season one, she pronounced it Pelletier. But howtopronounce.com pronounces it Pelletier. Now, I would go with how she pronounced it in the show. How to pronounce is automated. So it's kind of just, this is how it would be written and the computer could figure it out. So if Carol in season one said Peltier, I'm going to go with that. And I'm actually going to make myself a note. I'll have to go back and put it in a place later. Carol's last name equals Peltier. Okay. I'm going to go with that because that's her character, so she would be saying it correctly. This is fine. I have a Felix Quadruped who wants to be my co-anchor tonight, and she has an opinion about things. But we can't talk about that right now because we're talking about the show. All right. So the next part is the director, Frederick E. O. Toy. T-O-Y-E. I do not know what E-O stands for. I would be curious to find out later. Um, I could not find it in time for the show. So he is a director, producer, and editor. Born in Los Angeles, Toy attended the University of California, Santa Barbara, and graduated with a B.A. I don't know in what. He has a wife named Sandy and three daughters, which I found out on Facebook. And his profile is super sanitized, so you cannot find the names of the children anywhere. Actually, i got to say good job, Fred, because that's actually... A good idea, especially when you start getting your name known, you know, working on shows and stuff, people are going to start looking for that stuff. I'm not doing anything nefarious, but people do that, so I don't blame you. Your daughters are lovely, and the pictures are very cute. All right, significant number of credits on <coughs> excuse me, on IMDb under several categories, including crew, visual effects, and various editing functions. His first significant work, in other words, listed on IMDb, was a film short called Lost, which is not the TV show. And I'm making this point because later he did work on the TV show, and I've got to keep these separate. Okay, so this film from 2002, I believe, um, starred Bodie Elfman. And Bodie is Jenna's husband, as in June Dory. Um, that's, she wasn't born into the Elfman family. She married him. So Bodie's her husband. And he was in this movie called Lost that Frederick worked on. So we're having a little Kevin Bacon moment here. All right, he has six producer credits since 2002 with Lost. Um, and that is the movie Lost. And then Alias, Fringe, Black and White, Designated, designated Survivor, and Westworld. Those are his producer credits. Um 
pardon me just a moment, I'm fixing a typo. He has 45 director's credits back to 2002 with Lost. Other shows he's worked on are Alias, The 4400, Lost, the actual TV show, as a separate project. These two projects are not in any way related. V, Falling Skies, CSI New York, Rizzolian Isles, Vegas, Westworld, American Gods, and he's also working on a new series for 2022 that is currently called The Terminal List. I didn't really look at the uh, you know, tagline, what it's about, summary. Directing tonight's episode is his first time working anywhere in the Walking Dead franchise. He also directed next week's episode number four, uh, which is entitled Rendition. All right. We're about to get to trivia, but it's 8.54. Joan has some notes, and I'm going to read them to you guys. Okay, and she did get a chance to look up Meridian. Meridian is or was Maggie's home with the group, the wiki called the Wardens. Yeah, the Wardens came with her when they got attacked by the Reapers earlier, which in turn was the name of the group that Maggie was leading after losing contact with Georgie and the twins. Meridian is where Maggie was living before the Reapers attacked it and took it away from them. Maggie is leading the Alexandria folks back to it to try to take it back because there's supposedly a lot of food there from when Maggie and company were living there. Okay, that's fine, and thank you, because I had kind of lost track. And Joe says, no, I'm not overwhelmed yet. I had plenty of coffee. Good to go. And she said, thankfully, my feline overlord is sleeping at the moment on my pillow as usual, but at least he's quiet. Yes. I really wish mine would do that instead of clawing my chair, asking me for things that she already has, like food. Um, okay. It's 8.55. Let's take a peek at trivia and see how much we can get out before we get dark. So, trivia about tonight's episode. Tonight is the 156th episode of the Walking Dead classic ever. Co-stars tonight are Annabelle Holloway playing Gracie, who is the savior infant whose father Rick Grimes killed, and then Aaron adopted her. She's was played by Scarlett and Sophie, last name is not given, probably for their own protection, in season eight, and then Annabelle Holloway from season nine through 11. Uh, Anthony Azor as R.J. Grimes, Ken Michael Spiller as Herschel Ree, Marcus Lewis as Duncan, he's a member of the Wardens who joined Alexandria and you know is helping out there now, and Hans Christopher as Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S, First name unknown. There's no description for him, so likely tonight he's some manner of plot device. Uncredited tonight. Um, this is always one of my favorites. See Thomas Howell as Roy. Um, which is a little weird because last week Roy got shot with an arrow. So I don't know how this is going to end yet. <laughs> All right. Seven as dog, always. Unnamed baby as Socorro Espinosa. Elizabeth as Alexandria Resident 9. Um, it's a random Alexandria Resident character. The actress requested her name be omitted from the page. It may get added back in once she's off the show. In other words, she's just doing stuff tonight. And after it's over and the credits have rolled, they may put it back. But she asked for it not to be on there. Uh, Jimmy McAfee is Alexandria Resident and former Savior 31. Mario Williams is Alexandria Resident Survivor 91. Shalane Demarest as Alexandria Resident Survivor 129. She was also listed as Alexandria Guard, and she was a savior in Season 8. I think she may have been one of the saviors that uh, surrendered and is now in Alexandria helping. 
Okay. 8.57. I'm going to squeeze a little bit of trivia from last week from Asheron Part 2. Uh, 155th episode of The Walking Dead ever. First appearance of the character Vasquez of Stephanie, played by Shel Ramos. First and last appearance of Tom, uh, the brother, and Jesse, the sister, in photographs. The stuffed rabbit seen in Asheron Part 1 used to belong to Jesse. Last appearance of the character Gage. With Gage's death, none of the hilltop teenagers that Henry befriended are still alive. In addition, none of the people who tried to kill Lydia and silence the Whisperers are alive anymore either. Last appearance of the character Roy, alive. Now, that wording may have been put away for a reason. We don't really know how that ended quite just yet. All right, the title of the episode, Asheron, refers to the rivers, one of the rivers in the underworld within Greek mythology, which was known as the River of Woe. We've had this beaten into our head a hundred times. This episode marks, marks Callum McCullough's 25th appearance on the TV series. Um, the next part, yeah, I'll read that to you. We'll have time. As revealed in Maggie's story, even the, this part is a little not nice, so if you need to get up and get a drink, that's fine. Even unborn children can become walkers. Maggie's story is very similar to the events of the X-Files episode, Home. Lori Grimes expresses the fear of this happening with her unborn baby to Herschel in the episode Seed. Um, This is my comment. This was also a huge side plot in the 2005 remake of Dawn of the Dead. Okay, that part's over. And Daryl uses his morning star from the episode of the same name. I'm going to pause here because it's 8.59 and we'll go dark. And then I will see you guys at the first commercial break. Okay, guys, it is 9.02, and we are already at commercial break number one. I'm willing to give it a five. I have to say, you know, it's... It was nicely done, but there's nothing that we just haven't seen to death before. I know the Reapers are supposed to be, ooh, great killers and all that stuff, but honestly, for a group that doesn't rely on large numbers, they brought an awful lot of large numbers, and they're hitting at night, and I don't know. I just, it's not like I was watching World Beyond or something, which I have a serious problem with. But I'm just not completely drawn. So, and Joan agrees with me. Five as well, and a super short opening. Maybe there's something to be impressed about. I'm not really clear. Um, but anyway, let, let's go back to trivia while we have a couple of seconds. <clears throat> All right, so we've done some of the trivia. Let's go back. The walker that dog tackles in the tunnels last week was played by one of Seven's trainers. Eugene is confirmed to be a virgin. Well, maybe officially, but I think we all kind of knew that. The formation the group uses to fight the herd in the train car is similar to what the coalition was practicing on the Oceanside Beach and lines we cross. Maggie crawling under the train to escape the walkers is similar to her husband Glenn crawling under the dumpster in Heads Up. That's kind of interesting. The original plot summary for the episode was as follows. The group discovers a member did not make it to safety inside the subway car. Surrounded by walkers, going back out into the tunnel is to search is a guaranteed death wish. All eyes are on Negan as the rule of survival shifts. 
There's no longer no man left behind. The motto is, now we keep going. With very little ammo and energy remaining, the group bus ready themselves as the walkers have found a way inside the subway train. Stop it. We are actually back, so I'll read you the rest at break number two. Okay, guys, it's 9-11, and now we're at break number two, and I'm actually willing to go up to a six on this. I think that they definitely picked up the pace and got to it. He's doing the same thing. I promise you guys, if you if you stuck with us for a while, you know that we don't always vote the same way. And once in a while, we really disagree on something, but that's fine. That's the whole point of the show. We can talk about it, and each one can enjoy it how they want, but our tastes do tend to run very similarly a lot of the time. So anyhow, it's 9.12, and we have a couple minutes. Let's go back to trivia and pick up where we left off. Okay, so I had read you some of the original plot summary. Um, okay, uh, meanwhile, the last part I hadn't read. Meanwhile, Daryl is in his own intense, hellish situation, trying to find Dog and finding more than he expected. And Yumiko challenges the process at the Commonwealth Outpost which threatens her future and that of Eugene, Ezekiel, and Princess. Co-stars last week, Carrie Genzel as Clark, Marcus Lewis as Duncan, Matthew Cornwell as Evans, Mariana Novak as a female trooper, Commonwealth soldier number four. She's the first known female Commonwealth soldier across the Walking Dead franchise. Um, I'm not sure why they mentioned that at all, because I haven't seen the Commonwealth in anything else. Um, CRM, on the other hand, is different. Maybe that was a slip that somebody shouldn't have said. Um, Marcelo Audino as Trooper Vasquez. Uncredited, Seven as Dog. Uh, unnamed actor is Tom, the brother, and unnamed actor is Jesse, the sister. And this whole plot was Daryl finds a note left by Tom to his father. He tells his father that their mother went missing and that he will take care of his sister now that they're on their own. Tom survived in a subway tunnel along, it's not a subway, alongside his family and dozens of other survivors. At some point, his father left the camp temporarily, but after failing to return on promise, his mother soon departed after to search for him, only to vanish herself. With Tom now the sole guardian of Jesse, the two kept hope alive that their parents would eventually return. Sometime after losing both parents, chaos erupted at the tunnel camp, causing the siblings to flee. Tom's whereabouts after this event are unknown. All right, we're still in commercial. Let's keep going. Death last week. Gage, alive and zombified, played by Jackson Pace. I'm not sure he's alive. I thought they killed him. Uh, Roy, see Thomas, they're announcing he's dead. I'm not fully sure. I can't remember if he was on In Memoriam, and I don't think that's something you can really look up, uh, but you can try. See Thomas Howell, um, he's been in a couple of things and unnamed. When the survivors head outside and witness hanging bodies, the group is ambushed by Reapers, and Roy is shot in the head with an arrow, killing him. Alright, are we back or is this a commercial? This is a commercial, but we'll probably be back in a minute. Um, the thing with Jason Momoa and it and Dave Bautista and a lot of snow. New season. What is this? I gotta see what this is a trailer for. It's a TV show. C C is the title. S E E on Apple T V. And Maker Smart commercial, so we can keep going. All right, Um, four unnamed attackers, four unnamed female victims, one unborn child, and many unnamed victims of the Reapers. 
Goose Air's bloopers last week, none were listed. Um, Joan says this villain group just might be the scariest yet just for the suspense they're causing. Oh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. I'm I'm very cynical when it comes to these things, especially when it seems very similar to stuff we've seen a hundred times. Um, I think we may have time for Cass's birthdays. Cassidy McClincy plays Lydia, the Whisperer's daughter, September 1st, somewhere in the United States. Austin Abrams, Ron, Jesse's son in Alexandria. September 2nd, he's from Sarasota, Florida. Christine Elizabeth Woods, who was Dawn, a cop in Atlanta. September 3rd, Lake Forest, California. This is the episodes where they killed Beth. Um, Chad Coleman, who played Tyrese, uh, September 6th, and he's from Richmond. So kind of a sort of local boy. Maximiliano Hernandez, who is Bob Campson, the Grady Cop, September 12th, next weekend. Uh, he's from Brooklyn, New York. So let's give some applause for happy birthday for our cast members and crew. And now we're back to our three guys at break number three. Nine twenty, we're at break number three, and I'm actually willing to go to six five with this. I've got the little suspense back, and some of it is gotcha suspense, and I don't like that very much, especially when it's been going on a long time. But kind of like in tonight's episode, we just did cast birthdays. There was no featured music from last week's episode, Asheron Part 2. Nothing was identified, just let you know. Reminder, I know this is tired, whatever. Unaccounted for characters, Heath, Rick, Jadis, or Anne, and Georgie. Um, and also Winnie the Girl That Ran Away in Episode 9, Season four, uh, season nine, Episode 14, Scars, the one where Michonne was pregnant and all the kids turned on her. Um, they just they made such a big deal of Winnie that I feel like she should be in a story somewhere. And I know I did the same dance with, oh, in fear, with the actress that is Emma Caulfield. Um Tracy Otto, and they disappointed me and just let it wander off. But missed opportunities, Walking Dead. I'm just telling you, you know, you have brought so many people back from stuff that you should do this. Take advantage of both. Okay, um, we are not back yet. So, Talking Dead tonight on the couch. Talking Dead is in the studio with fan favorite Ryan Hurst, who played Beta, and former savior turned ally Alden a.k.a. Colin McAuliffe, who actually had a 25th time on the show. And let me double-check the birthdays. Was it him that had one? No, I guess it wasn't. Okay, but let's celebrate those guys. Uh, Yeah, Jonah says, Alden, uh, Colin McAuliffe is the actor. He's on Talking Dead tonight. I hope it doesn't mean he dies, but doesn't look good. Yeah, I know. But then again, let me point out, you know, not everybody who goes on the couch dies. Um, You know, Maggie's been on a few times and she hasn't died, for example. Um, Let me give you a rundown of the rest of the shows for this chunk. They're having a preview of Cinderella, the one where Billy Porter is a fairy godmother, which I think is kind of fun. Um, Although I'm hearing mixed reviews from it, but we'll see. I'll have to see for myself because sometimes people don't like stuff and I like it. But anyhow, season 11 for this chunk. Uh, Episode 157 ever, season 11, episode 4. We're still in a commercial, so I'll keep going. That's rendition next week. 
Um, that'll be on the 12th. 58 slash 5 is out of the ashes on the 19th. 59 slash 6 on the inside, 926. Episode 60 slash 7, Promises Broken, 10 3. And 161 slash 8 for Blood. That'll be the first chunk before we take a break, and that'll be on the 10th. And remember that World Beyond will begin on the 3rd, so that'll be two weeks of sharing, then going into Fear, which is also sharing. And um, other than other shows on NDB Media, that's all I have for you guys, other than some articles. So let me see. We're in a commercial. Let's try to give you upcoming shows on NDB Media and what they include. Monday Night in America with Roger Noriega tomorrow night, eight, oh, not, it's not 823. Um, that'll be on 9-6. And Roger Noriega takes, uh, brings you his unique take, pardon, on politics, current events, entertainment, sci-fi, and history. That show is currently hosted on StreamYard, not on Blog Talk Radio. Um, it's an interesting trailer with Supernatural set up. Okay, Phantom Access Week of Review on Tuesdays, which I guess in this case, I didn't change the dates on a couple of these, and shame on me. So, 9-7, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Join the elegant entertainment of Jamie, Karen, and AJ as they discuss another night of TV. I'm not sure what that is. Ultra City Smiths on the 13th on AMC+. And we are back. I'll read you the rest of the shows at break number four. Okay, guys, it's 9.30. Joan's going to 6.75. I'm going to go to 6.5, but I certainly don't think that's with, you know, that's unreasonable to go higher. It's picking up pretty good, although it's gotten really dark. But, you know, hello, this is a show that should be dark. So that's fine. It's it's doodads have dropped back down a little bit, and I'm happy to see that, to be truthful. Um, Joan has kind of double-checked. Roy was listed on the In Memoriam last week on Talking Dead, along with Gage and a whole bunch of walkers. So I am probably just a little fooled from some of the false starts we've had. Uh, But it looks like C. Thomas Howell's character is gone. Um, I have the hiccups. I'm so sorry. I kind of dug the fact that he was involved in this, and I guess it was just a contractual thing. Oh, damn it. I'm so sorry, guys. It's a contractual thing that he couldn't actually just put his name. I'm not sure what was going on that he couldn't state that he was working on Walking Dead, but we all knew. Anyhow, um, Joan says the segment seems shorter than usual. Not even sure what commercial break this is. Uh, This is break number four, and it's 9:31. Um, They're somewhat shorter than usual, but again, remember that the opening was super short. So eh, I'm not sure where they're going with this. Do we happen to know is this uh, episode extended at all, or is Talking Dead going to be on at 10? I don't know if you have a way to look that up, or maybe just in the cable guide see what it has to say. Um, let me go back to the shows on NDB Media that I'm sharing with you guys. So the Rock and Roll Shrink was on last week, but this coming Wednesday, which is going to be the 8th, we are doing a special show 
it is going to be on a different channel than usual, but on Blog Talk Radio at, at 11 in our usual slot, but a week off. So myself and Atlanta psychologist Dr. Stephen Mathis, PsyD, a.k.a. the Rock and Roll Shrink, are going to be interviewed by Roger Noriega, and we'll probably talk about our show and so forth and, you know, how all that got worked out. So, uh, Travel Itch Radio uh, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. This one is, uh, wait a minute, you know what? This kind of looks like some of my notes for Hunted did not get saved. So I apologize. This is not actually the description for Travel Itch Radio. I'll tell you what, I can look it up for you guys, though, because I can just go over to the website link for the show. And look up the episodes, and then I will tell you what they said. Um, I'm going to try to hurry because it looks like we're going back in a second. And if I don't get it, I'll tell it to you guys at the next break. Oh, we have an Apple commercial, so I do have time. Okay, so Travel Edge Radio, the synopsis is Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of TravelingMom.com, makes her first Travel Edge Radio appearance on Thursday, September 9th. Listen at 8 p.m. as Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee ask her how she makes life easier for women with children and traveling dads and grandparents, too. Uh, her comprehensive website lists free things to do, how to get discounts at Disney and Universal theme parks, what cruises work best with kids, and much more, including illustrated articles on kid-friendly and mom-friendly destinations. It even features Las Vegas hotels that work best for families. This important show may be accessed after airing on the Travelers Radio Facebook page. Um, we're not back yet, surprisingly. Okay. Let me go ahead and just check on things then. Um, Joan says, her guide says uh, walking, Talking Dead is going to be on at 10.02. So it really is kind of stopping on time-ish. Okay, so that will be Travelers Radio, and that is all I have for that. Um I'm going to, I have a season 10 episode recap from, left over from before. I'm not sure what this is going on. I'm going to pull it up in case we need stuff to talk about because it's only 930. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to need something to talk about during the commercial breaks because I've covered everything else. We are back. I will see you guys at break number five. Okay, it's 9.44, and what did I say, break number five, I guess? <laughs> uh, Joan is staying at 6.75. I'm going to go to 6.75, but, yeah, I agree, probably no higher. Um, hold on, I'm, I'm very confused. Joan, when did you say dead horses? Oh, that was 10 minutes ago. So... They had them in the pen. I don't, I'm not sure what you mean by dead horses. Um, and then Joan is like, go Gabriel. Yeah, Dark Gabriel is kind of interesting. It, it's weird that after all the stuff he's been through, he didn't go there sooner. And he's Dark Gabriel now. I'm kind of fascinated by that just a wee bit. Not really sure what's going on with that. Okay. As far as that link I had for you guys, it's just a summary of the episode, and I'm sure we've talked about it because it was season 10, episode 21. And so the other one is an older article as well, and it was just about 
the episode, you know, here's Negan explained. So, e, I mean, that was the season ending of season 10. And there's things going on that maybe needed to be explained. So we can talk about that if there's time, 945. And we have commercials, and I don't have any of the material to really talk about with you guys. So we'll go ahead and open it up and see what they have to say. So this is from Looper.com, which is one of the secondary sources we sometimes use. It was written by Robert Balkovich, but it was back in April. So I guess back after Season 10, Episode 22 was over. Um, So it does contain spoilers for that, but most of you should not be listening to this show if you're that behind. I'm just saying. So Robert says, from a harrowing look into the psyche of Princess to Daryl and Carol's heartbreaking conflict, The Walking Dead Season 10C, meaning the extension, episodes have been intimate and engaging. In fitting fashion, the season finale puts a spotlight on one of the show's most notorious villains. Negan, the former leader of the Savior's longtime Alexandrian prisoner, and Carol's personal assassin. Um, we're in a trailer for something, so probably not too much longer. Available to watch now on AMC+, Plus, but this was back in April, so of course you've seen it. Here's Negan reveals the complex history that made him who he is, employing a series of flashbacks that give viewers a revealing look at Negan's life in the earliest days of the apocalypse. We not only learn the origins of Negan's signature weapon, Lucille, but we also meet the baseball bat's namesake and ga- gain a deeper insight into how Negan's relationship with his long-dead wife shaped him as a person. The episode begins with Carol taking Negan to a cabin in the woods to be exiled because of his feud with Maggie. Although it's Negan's past that takes center stage in the Walking Dead finale, the episode does manage to tease how that conflict could play out in the Walking Dead's 11th and final season, which is why I hung on to this to read. All right, let's keep going. Negan's exile gives him time for reflection. While in exile, Negan has a vision of himself in the past, around the time viewers first met him at the end of season six. We're in a Tostitas commercial, so let's keep going. The presence of this previous version of Negan seems to imply that while he's clearly changed a bit since Rick defeated him and he was locked away, parts of his old self are still there. Past Negan chides present-day Negan for trying to win over the Alexandrians by playing nice, telling him it's time to face the facts, old man, you're nothing without her. The her refers to Lucille, Negan's trusty baseball bat, but of course it also refers to Lucille, who was played by real-life wife Hillary Burton Morgan, Negan's wife for whom the bat is named. Um, Another trailer, so we're probably going back soon. This, oh, this is a World Beyond trailer for season two, and it's really creepy. Okay, I really hope things kind of look up a bit. And they have something weird going on that's not the... There's Anne, Jada, so I guess we're going to have that answered. Um, That's not the uh, Whisperers, but we are back, and I'll see you guys at break number six or the end. Joan and I are back on the same page at 10.02. Talking Dead is on, so I'll keep this short. She's ending on a seven, and I agree I'm willing to end on a seven. Um, Also because of how it ended, but... Additionally, the preview for next week looks like it's keeping that energy going. So let's end it there. Um, I'm not going to worry about the article. I've read some of it to you, and I'm going to bookmark the paragraph where I left off 
And then if it gets quiet and we need something to talk about again, I'll keep reading that for you guys next time. Something along that line. Um, let me get that up on there real quick. So thank you guys for that. I'm going to go ahead and run. Joan, thank you for looking up stuff and helping me out. And keeping the Alrighty. So thank you for everybody, not only joining us tonight, but those of you who might be listening later via podcast, iTunes, or the Blog Talk Radio website. Special thanks to our host, NDB Media. We'll hope you guys join us next weekend for another live watch party on this same network. Please watch our Facebook page for next week's showtimes and episode links. See you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Good evening and good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.